Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. We are so happy to be with you. I'm with my colleague, Julia Melnico. You all have met her in a few other of our uh, episodes, and I'm so happy to have her here. We are launching a new practice area at Shaw Law Group. We have had so many requests from clients who want us to help them with conflict resolution, mediation, solving workplace issues, helping the workplace be more collaborative, more together, where people can sort of get things done the way they need to get things done without disputes and hard feelings and difficulties. So we have decided to launch this new service about conflict resolution. And Julia, good morning, Julia. How are you, doll? Good morning. I'm so happy to be here again. Well, I'm happy to have you. You know, uh, you're just amazing and such an important part of our firm. And Julia is one of our attorneys who is always willing to do something new and different. And she's always been focused on conflict resolution. We talk about it a lot when we conduct an investigation for a client, for example, and then the client comes back and says, okay, great. You did the investigation. Now what? How do we solve the problem? We now have people in this office who are upset with each other. So Julia, what are you doing? What are you interested in doing? What can we offer to these clients? And what do they need to know in terms of conflict resolution? Great questions. So I think we kind of have to take a look at the big picture when we're talking about conflict resolution. What are we really trying to accomplish? So as you know, when I came to the firm, I was a litigator. And so I was litigating lawsuits about harassment, discrimination, retaliation, wrongful termination, all that kind of stuff. And when I would go through these lawsuits, and they're taking years at a time, and we're doing depositions, and we're doing discovery, and our clients are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they're unhappy because they don't want to be here, right? What we're thinking while we're sitting there is, oh my gosh, so much of this was miscommunication that we could have nipped in the bud so early, right? So we've got a few different situations where conflict resolution is just so key, And I think, you know, one of the examples you mentioned is after an investigation, okay, maybe we find that nothing wrong happened, you know, maybe nothing unlawful happened, but we've got a lot of people that are upset and angry. And how do we move forward? And kind of the same thing is what we think about in terms of this big picture, how do we avoid litigation? What we want to think about is, okay, how can we prevent a lawsuit from happening in the first place? And two, even if we have a disagreement in the workplace, how can we resolve that so that everyone can move forward in a productive way? Because obviously, when we have hurt feelings, when we have people feeling resentful, especially in a supervisor subordinate relationship, we are not going to be accomplishing what we want to accomplish in the workplace, we're going to have low morale, we're going to have low efficiency, we're going to lose employees, You know, I talked about this on the DEI podcast, but one of the main reasons that employees leave is because of their relationship with their direct supervisor. So when we have hard feelings there, we have a big risk for losing employees. We have retention problems. We have recruitment problems. So 
Creating a collaborative workplace is really one of the best ways that we can ensure, you know, a consistent culture, retention, raise morale, raise efficiency, have a great workplace. So there's a lot we can do with these resolution techniques to make sure that we are avoiding conflict, resolving conflict, having a healthy culture, and we're avoiding litigation, and we are avoiding all of those negative feelings that tend to come up between people. So how do we do that, though, Julia? Because people are going to feel what they're going to feel, right? They're going to have issues. If you make a complaint about me in the workplace, and I don't think I've done anything wrong, and I had to go through an investigation, and I'm exonerated, but I still have had this experience, and I don't feel really good about it, and now you and I still have to work together, what tools are out there? Like, how are you going to change my feeling about working with you? Well, one of the things that can work really well, and that's kind of what we're getting into, is this idea of a neutral third-party mediation, right? We're not talking about a super expensive you know, mediator when you already have a threatened lawsuit. We're talking about sitting down with someone who's maybe not in HR because employees can of course, think that HR might be against them or have already picked sides or maybe HR was involved in the investigation and they don't feel like they can truly be neutral. So when we have a neutral third-party mediator, what we can get down to is, hey, what is really the problem? What do you need? How are you perceiving this other person? What is it that you feel is the negative situation here beyond what we learned in this investigation and what can we do to resolve it? And one of the things that we can really look at is how people perceive the impact of other people's actions. And we can kind of bring them together to explore that together, or we can talk with them separately and coach them on issues like, you know, how can we perceive this person's communication? How can we communicate our needs better? There's lots of ways that we can approach a disagreement to kind of really drill down to, okay, maybe there's a difference here. How can we resolve that difference? How can we talk to people in a more effective way? And how can we understand our coworkers a little bit better and their motives and their incentives and what they need to move on comfortably? Okay. So I guess one of the things for everyone to understand is we're not going to change who people are but we may be able to give them tools to change their thoughts, right? Because here's the thing, our thoughts create our feelings, right? So if I'm upset, if I'm frustrated with you, and my thought is Julia brought a complaint against me that didn't have any merit, that was unfair, she shouldn't have done that, that is gonna generate frustration and other feelings in me. So maybe we can't change my feelings, but we could change my thoughts about the process And we can help everyone involved understand how to be able to move forward. So part of it isn't necessarily saying the complaint you brought was okay, but rather we're going to need to work together cooperatively going forward. And how are we going to be able to move ahead? And, you know, obviously that's a skill that we all need to know in our regular lives, right? I mean, one of the things that I think happens sometimes is that we end up, at work thinking that 
we shouldn't apply the life skills that we've learned outside of the workplace, right? We, we come to work and we think, oh, well, I know how to deal with my friends and my family, but I'm dealing with a coworker. That must be very different, right? That's, that's something that, that I need different skills for. But the truth is it's all the same, right, Julia? We're dealing with human beings. We're dealing with people. Exactly. And if there's anything, you know, I think probably between us both and our, you know, we've both been working in employment law this for our entire careers is that, you know, it is, we can have drama in the workplace. We can have hurt feelings. We can have the exact same kind of interpersonal difficulties that we have in our private lives. And the reality is we're together all day long (laughs) with these people. And if you have a personality of a coworker that isn't somebody that you would necessarily choose in a friend, it can be really difficult to navigate that relationship. If they have a very different communication style, a very different, they have different sensitivities, right? We all have different triggers, things that bother us, things that, you know, make us feel upset, things that make us feel angry, different ways of managing our feelings. And so the people we work with aren't necessarily the personalities we would choose to spend our time with. And yet we may be spending hours per day with them and working out really difficult, you know, work-related solutions or projects. And we have to be able to figure out those differences to be able to get our work done and to get it done effectively. And I think that's what this is really about. I guess what I was just thinking is it really is more like family. Right. Because a friend, we could just decide not to be friends with that person anymore. You know, friendships sometimes run their course and we end up deciding that maybe that person isn't the best person to have in our lives anymore. But we can't do that with family, really. And we can't do it with coworkers. That's really tough, too, is that we got to figure out a way to make it work. And one of the things I think when we talk about conflict resolution and mediation Like you said earlier, we don't mean this lengthy, expensive process. Sometimes it's literally just about sitting down and saying, this is how I feel. Can you help me understand what was going on in your mind? And let's figure out how we can both feel comfortable moving forward. I guess one of the things that strikes me is that we we have to sort of abandon the idea of being correct, of being right. Yes. We have to sort of figure out a way how to collaborate together, even if we don't necessarily agree on every point. Exactly. And, you know, of course, a lot of different uh, businesses have different ways of expressing that. So, you know, we've had clients in the past that, you know, they like to use the phrase disagree and commit, right? So some of that is working towards a solution like, hey, we're not going to agree on this point. We're not going to assess the situation the same way, but we can understand where the other person is coming from. And we can commit to a solution going forward. And that's kind of what we're really looking to to find. And and it's harder than it seems, right? It's not just about sitting down saying, how do you feel? Okay, how do you feel? Okay, let's solve this and move forward. (laughs) If it were that easy, we wouldn't have workplace problems, right? Because a lot of the time, there's a lot of layers to peel away. And some of it is helping the person who's bothered at work, peel away those layers and get down to what they're really upset about. And, you know, I think some of the reason that we are in a great position to do this is because we have dealt with employee claims for so many years, you start to see that there are a lot of similar patterns 
among the, the way that we develop resentful feelings in the workplace and have communication problems and things like that. It's about more than just what the feeling is, but also assessing, okay, what was the intent? What, how did it actually impact the other person? And, you know, how can we resolve the disparity between what that person intended and what the other person felt in a, you know, a communication situation? That is such a good point, Julia, about the patterns that we see. Because I think human beings, we, we do have patterns. And as much as we'd like to think we're all individual and we all have our, our own way of seeing the world, there, there are a lot of things that we share in terms of, like you said, resentments or things that um, hurt our feelings, things that we think are, quote, fair. So I think that is important to, to really understand the patterns that are out there and how we can use our knowledge of those patterns to really help workplaces solve these issues and be able to move forward. Because that's the idea, right? You know, when you do an investigation, the, the end result isn't the investigation. The end result is, was there a problem in the workplace? And if there was, how do we solve it? So Julia, obviously we've only had a few minutes to chat here today. We are going to be offering a complimentary webinar for all of our listeners, all of our friends, all of our clients. And I believe the date is October 25th. Is that right, Julia? Correct. Okay. So we're going to do about an hour of real tools that you can use, ideas that we can share with you to help identify what's going on and what potential solutions might be, and then get it over the goal line, right? Like that's part of the problem is I think a lot of times we end up sort of stewing in our juices about all of the different options that are available. And it's, and then we need to do what you said earlier, which is commit. We've got to commit to what are we going to do as a team or as a group, as a division, as two individuals, whatever it may be, and really carry that through so that we can focus on what's really supposed to be happening, right? How do we get our work done? How do we serve our clients? How do we serve our patients or our vendors or whatever we're doing in the workplace? So Julia, if you had just one tip for someone to take away in terms of conflict resolution that you can share here this morning before we wrap this up, what would it be? You know, you've had training in this area. You've You've really spent a lot of time delving into these issues. What is the one thing that you would say to folks that they can sort of take with them from this podcast today? I would say the first thing is actually not to think about the people who are having the problem, but to think about yourself as someone who is trying to assess the problem, assess your own reactions, assess your own ability to listen Am I providing that neutral, helpful role to help them work through it? And am I really listening to the problem? Or have I already made assumptions about what's going on? And I think especially after an investigation, we might have heard the story 20 times, right? We might have heard it from witnesses. We might have made a lot of findings and assumptions. That can really interfere with your ability to listen. And that's ultimately what we need to resolve a conflict is really listening and hearing what the person is saying. It may not be something we think is particularly rational. It might not be 
what we found in the investigation, but it may be their truth and we have to hear it before we can move forward. That is such great advice, Julia. Julia, thank you for joining us. Everyone, make sure you register for that webinar on October 25th. You can do it on our website. Uh, we hope you have a great day today. Go out there and do something nice for someone. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Julia, have a great day. Absolutely. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 